guys. Welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, we're taking it back to 1976. School's out. It's time to beat the shit out of some freshmen. So let's uh, drink some beers, smoke some weed, because we're talking about dazed and confused. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. I am your host, Cody Everett. Thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, please go over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a comment, and we'll give you a shout-out at the end of the show. Are we doing foreign shout-outs tonight? Can we do that tonight? Like, yeah. 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 Fuck yeah, we can. Yeah, we absolutely can. So all of our friends in other countries will be giving you shout-outs tonight. We is... discovered you. Yeah, we figured out how to do it. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know that you had to go. So, yeah, we had, we have to go to different... Uh, uh, there's, there's different iTunes stores for different regions of the world. We didn't know this. So we decided to search around. We found um, some hidden, some hidden reviews. So we'll be giving so you, thank you. Uh, a shout out at the end of the show tonight. Make sure you go over to our YouTube channel and you subscribe there. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff on there. Also, today uh, going live on our website is a uh, unbagging video that we did for CottonCoffin.com. Go check out their website. They got awesome shirts, stuff like that. They sent us a bag, and we unbag it. And so go to our website, ColtFilmInterview.com, and check that out. Also, you guys are going to get to pick a film. We're each going to pick a film for you all right now. If you're wondering who, who each of us is, uh, I am always joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Willenbrecht. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salustio. Hi, everybody. So we are each going to be picking a movie. You will be able to go to our website and vote there for which one you want us to review next. Well, not next. We're going to give you some time on this. but Right. But go to our website now. Polls will, polls will close on July 2nd. That's correct, Kyle. Yeah. Polls will close on July 2nd, so make sure you go and vote. None of us know what movie we're picking uh, for this, to, to, so this is going to be all fun. Kyle, what's your pick? What are people going to vote on for you? Uh, so my pick is uh, a genre we have not touched yet, and it's one of my favorites. I am picking a spaghetti western, but I am picking one from the tail end of when all those films were at their heyday it was ba- it's basically long after it's, this genre has died it's a movie called a man called blade i will read you the synopsis a bounty hunter armed with a hatchet instead of a gun is hired by a crippled mayor to recover a kidnapped woman along the way he uncovers a plot to loot silver mines and settles an old score i have been dying to watch this movie because from all the reviews i've read it's probably one of the bloodiest of all of the spaghetti westerns out there so uh, vote for my movie, please. Which was again? A Man Called Blade. A Man Called Blade. All right, Chris, what's yours? I'm picking Showgirls. Oh! <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah, That's you know, awesome. I the for, for me, like, this is one that I constantly forget is considered a cult film. Um, and I want to revisit it and see if it is and why. I remember seeing it um, when I was younger and also remember seeing this when it was promoted in like all the video stores and everything. And it was like had all this whole like mystique around it. And it was just like, oh, I want to see that movie, Showgirls. I heard it's supposed to be, you know, pretty uh, erotic, I guess, you know. And so um, 
when I finally got to see it, I remember uh, things jumping out about it that were pretty ridiculous. So I want to go back and check it out. Can I just say, what 12-year-old boy thinks the word erotic? Well, <laughs> yeah. That, Chris. I was trying Chris to think does. of what, what terms would I have used then. Well, like, that's fucking hot. This like, is I don't know. This, is, this, this is, looks this very is erotic. erotic. This is making film. me erotic very titillating. Right <laughs> very erotic. <laughs> I find myself to be quite aroused. <laughs> Mother, can I rent that one? <laughs> All right, Mike, what's your pick? All right, well, um, I'm a Ralph Bakshi fan, so I figured it's time I will. Uh, my pick will be Fritz the Cat. Yeah. So oh, it, you know, you know, while Chris is showing real life nudity and sex, I'll be showing animated ink ink inspired. I feel like this <laughs> this is going to be a good one for votes, guys, because I am picking uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Wow, uh, this so, is going to be a okay. showdown, dude. Go ahead and do this. Is a good showdown. Yeah. Like, go ahead and go to our website, guys, and vote on these movies. This is this is a good one. Like, there's some good choices here, so you guys get to pick. What was your pick? Mario Brothers, Mario Brothers movie. Uh, did I totally just miss yeah, that? You yeah, you blanked. Were you not even? Where were you attention? at? I was. I was. <laughs> he was too busy thinking about. Man, that was such a good pick, man. I, I think I, I, I'm I win was. This. I was reading a text on my phone. I think, I think I got this. <laughs> oh, he was man. busy ordering more camera gear. Yeah. Now cool. I've stopped for the time being. <laughs> All right, guys. Tonight we're talking about Days in Confused. It was directed by Richard Linklater. It came out in 1993. Has a budget of 6.9 million. Made 8 million in the box office. Was filmed in the U.S. Has a rating of R. And it currently sits at a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes. If you don't know what about this film is about, you can go watch a trailer on our website. Why would they have to? It's dazed and confused. And I'm also going to tell you what it's about right now. It's about the adventures of a high school and junior high students on the last day of school in May of 1976. That pretty much sums it up right there. This was Chris's pick. Chris, why the hell did you pick Days in Confusion? Why did I pick this? Because I said to myself, we've been doing some pretty uh, unique films. I feel like we try to cover the ones that are uh, you know, maybe less admired by a mainstream audience. And this film is always on like the top 20 best cult film lists. And, and so I was like, I want to go and try something that is considered by many, many people to be a cult film and figure out why... They might think that and 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 ask the question: Is it? Yeah, um, I actually that I, I was gonna I was gonna say: Does anybody not seen this? But come on, I did want to start the show with that question of like right here, even in the beginning, like is this a cult film? Because in in my opinion, and I'm just gonna start off this way: like my opinion, I, I would I would almost argue that like I think it is in, in some respects, but I almost think it's more of a pop culture film at this point right. than it is a cult film. I, I don't know. What about you, Kyle? What do you think? Um, I think it is a cult film. Um, you know, I, I I don't know much of the history of the film when it came out, but it definitely kind of, I feel like it, it kind of took on a life of its own after it came out. And I think it did a really good job of, I mean, it really did a really good job of showcasing uh, an era that I wasn't a part of, but I know a lot of, like, obviously, older friends and relatives and stuff who were a part of it and said, you know, it's a pretty accurate, like, you know, kind of depiction of the various personality types, and, you know, even though some of them seem almost cliche, but I think it is a cult film. What about you, Chris? I guess, yeah, I do think it is. Um, I don't think, I don't think it's a deep cut, but I think that um, people like this for specific reasons, you know, whether it's like the, the, the humor of the film, the tone of the film, the characters, the big characters, which are also kind of grounded in reality, or if it's the director himself that kind of makes it that way. Uh, I know Slacker, his previous film is considered a, a massive cult film. And so I don't know if maybe this just kind of got 
got a little bit of that hype because because of it. I would say this is probably way bigger than Slackers. No, I'm, that's what I'm saying. But but the fact that he was already kind of known to make a film that sort of falls a little offbeat, like, um, and this one really isn't. I mean, it feels pretty mainstream, especially with this cast. Yeah. And I think maybe that's another part of what makes it a cult film in a sense is there's so many faces in this movie that you know and recognize. It's almost... Like I kind of thought of like Wet Hot American Summer, sort mm-hmm. of like it's the same kind of like ensemble, like an ensemble cast with a like a good uh, humor and like realism to it at the same right. time. What about you, Mike? I mean, yeah, it's like listed as like it, not only is it is is this like is it not a just a cold film, but it's like listed as one of the greatest cold films like within like the top ten cold films of all time. Like it's it's consistently listed like pretty high, mm-hmm. like. It, it it's I mean it's 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 pretty well known yeah I mean don't get me wrong yeah I get it like a lot of people have seen this film but like a lot of people have seen The Big Lebowski and that's also so like I would, another would, one that's just but I would also argue that maybe that's maybe I should kind of change my question a bit is like what at what point does a, a cult film reach a, like almost a like a, a like a pop culture film like where like like I feel like Big Lebowski and this movie are important to like American cinema I'm not like. Think, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not only is it a cult film, but it's also I think I feel like there's an obvious obvious difference. I don't know how to per, per, uh, articulate it to you, but I could just simply say I think it's the difference between like I don't think anybody in this room would call Star Wars right a cult film, but an incredibly important film and series of films to culture and American film culture yeah. in general. And I would argue Big Lebowski or something like this has an equal amount of popularity, but it's not at that level. So it's still, while it's while Dude, it's I mainstream, don't... it is not fucking oh, like shooting to the stars mainstream. I would I would argue that for Big Lebowski on that one. I, Dude, they no, sell like Big Lebowski it's... shit in Target. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> yeah, like it's... I'll argue that, she, that Big Lebowski towels are right next to the fucking Star Wars. That's fine. Towels. I gave two. I gave two examples: Big Lebowski and this. But there yeah, is no, a clear. I, I feel like there's a clear one. difference between the two. I think this is like the people's temple of cult films. You know what I mean? Like it's not like the Manson family. It's like, like there's a wide range of people that like this yeah. film. It's yeah. not. It's not like condensed really, like a troll two. You know what I mean? Like it. It and most people have seen it because it did get a lot of broadcast play. I feel like you know, like television, um, and the fact that it has all of these stars and it oh, has yeah. grown it to the level of. Oh, I'm going to see that because it's got Ben Affleck in it. I'm going to see, you know. So, and a lot of the cult films we do don't have the star power like that. So, I think that's what separates it. But if all those people weren't who they are, I wonder if this would still be a cult film. But it's interesting that you say that because it wasn't star power when it came out. Yeah. Like, right. There are are a few movies that have like Fast Highs or Regimon High and stuff like that where it's like you watch a film. And you're like, Jesus Christ, like everybody in this film like went on and had a career. Right, right. Like they all went on and had big careers. Like it's very odd. There are few, very few films, I think, in history that have that kind of level of 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 uh Well Chris had a good one. Wet Hot American Summer is a great example. Yeah, that's too. a great example. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, and but but that's that's kind of like the lightning in a bottle kind of situation that he ran into because Maybe they weren't popular at the time, but they all went on to do things keeping this film relevant because because they did go on to do bigger and better things, they, and yeah. they were good actors. They that, all went on to work with Kevin Smith. 
<laughs> oh, these guys, yeah. Ben Affleck, I re- yeah. Joey, Lauren Adams, yeah. or whatever. Not well, all of them. Uh, damn near all of them. You know what's funny is that uh, uh, I made the same joke to uh, Kyle's brother. I watched this film with Kyle's brother. Oh yeah. And I was just like, yeah, you know, like he's like, I was like, look at all these people. They went on to to, to be in uh, 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 Mall Rats together. He's like Jeremy or Jason. And I was like, what? There were two brothers. Yeah. Did not. I, I'm telling you right now, this is the first time that anyone has ever told me that there were two London brothers. <laughs> I never knew it. I thought they were the same fucking guy. I thought that the guy in this was the same dude that was in Mallrats, and it's not. I'm not going to lie to you right now. I did not know that until you just said it. it. <laughs> That's no joke. Yep. I didn't know until he told me. He it was like, Jeremy or Jason, like, what? <laughs> I thought it was the same guy. Well, they're identical twins. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> As a, he, really went to, like, he was a good-looking guy. He really went to shit. <laughs> it turns Jesus. out three people with identical twins in this film. Park, what? Parker Posey has an identical twin oh. brother. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, Giovanna Ribisi has an identical twin sister who played the redhead in this film. Well, she's not identical. Did you say identical she's twin fraternal. brother. Fraternal. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. yeah. But either way, twins. Right. Three yeah. sets on one on one, in one movie. That's a really weird yeah. fact. That is, a, that is really a weird fact. Weird. Good job. Good, Good research. Job. Way to go. Way to go. It's very rare that we have facts on this yeah. show. Fuck the facts. It's probably wrong. That it is probably, probably wrong. It is probably wrong. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about Dazed and Confused. All right, you little freshman bitches. All right. That was pathetic. Let's try it again. That means get up, you lazy little bitches. Get up. See, what's fascinating is the way not only the school, but the entire community seems to be supporting this, you know, or at least turn their heads. I mean, they apparently have permission to use the parking lot. Right. No parents seem to mind. You know, they're selling concessions, you know? I mean, <laughs> I know. It's just weird, man. I have such mixed feelings about this movie, and I don't, like, I don't want to be that episode where it's like, we'll try, let's try to explain the movie to Cody, because it's like, I get this movie, but I, at the same time, like, it's weird. I like this movie, but at the same time, every time I watch it, I'm like, what, what really happens? Day in the life, man. Yeah, it's just like what really happens. It's a vignette of just yeah. Just what is a, the plot? It's what it's life existing in this town in this one one day. That's the, what it is. I, I, I can say this: the subplot is all of the seniors wanting to party, and there's no party. Yeah, Th- that's the subplot. Yeah, but you also have like the. I mean, there's so many goddamn characters in here. You have uh, Pink's like not going to sign the paper thing, right? You got the coming of age tale with conflict. Mitch. That's just a personal conflict. Coming, you have like the coming of age tale with Mitch, which is also intertwined with that story, right? Um, Every character has their own story yeah. in this film, but it, but they also kind of like some of them go somewhere. Like I think Adam Goldberg's character goes somewhere, right? Um, and then some of them just don't go anywhere. Those are the characters that are just meant to sort of prop up, like. You know, like, supporting. Cast. Yeah, yeah, they're just a supporting but, cast. But like, it, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it? Is it? There's just so. I guess you would say there's a bunch of stories going I think, on. I think the general. If you're talking about like the the over overarching theme, in my opinion, yeah. What I think it is it, it, is the clash between two different times, like two different coming of age tales. You right. know, uh, surrounded by high school, you have these kids that are freshmen now, and they're they're making the transition from middle school 
to high school, Bottom right? Of so the now, food chain. right, right, they're coming into a new world, and they think like the world's open to them, and now they're yeah, they're coming from the top of the food chain to the bottom of the food chain, but also like all the things that they think are going to be. Mm-hmm. Coming with that, like, oh, we're adults now, but they're right. not adults now because the seniors you got remind them they're not junior, <laughs> right? Not only that, but these juniors who are becoming seniors are now having to to grapple with the question of what about after high school, right? You know, okay, so this this these four years that I went through were not what I thought when I was a freshman. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm not an adult now. Yeah, the, the adult part comes into what I'm going to do when right. I my life starts after this these four years are over. Right, and, and I have one more year of it left. That's and that's the stronger. That's 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 definitely the stronger of the of the two stories in this film because I mean that story is then like is um like that 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 concept or that fear is kind of compounded because you have. You have a character like O'Banion, who's a fucking flunk out. So he's doing, he's got to do fucking senior year again. <laughs> then you've got, you've got the one of the more popular characters, which is Wooderson. I mean, he doesn't exactly represent like the future because he basically was the star of the of the football team, and he just kind of floats around town. Yeah. You know, he's still, so he's still like so, that attracted to right. So those so four years, so Pink yeah. is Pink is sitting there looking at all this stuff, and he's like. He's like, well, if I stick with football, am I going to end up like Wooderson? Am I going to end up like Banyan? Or should I just use this as a moment and be like, you know what? Maybe I should just actually focus on something else. And that that is the overarching co- conflict of no, this I, entire I agree. film. Yeah, no, it agrees. Because that's basically the beginning of the film is what you're describing. Because that's, I mean, that all happens pretty early on in the film. And, you know, like the paper is brought up throughout mm-hmm. the film throughout the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so is the, like Mitch's, you know, uh, journey to escape getting his ass whooped, which eventually ends up with him getting his ass whooped, but getting a chick, you know, which is super cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know. I mean, are you? I guess what you were getting at, Cody, going back to it, like, do you have a problem with the fact that there's um, so many stories happening in this it, film? Yeah, dude. Honestly, because I, it's hard. I can't. I can't remember every character's name in this movie because, like, I don't think if I didn't have the names in front of me. I'll tell you right now, I couldn't name. I think I've seen this movie like fucking thirty times. Yeah, see, I've so only I've seen it. Shit, I, like, I've only, honestly, I've only seen it. I know we didn't talk about this in the beginning of this one because we've all seen it. I've only probably seen this movie like maybe once before. Yeah, me too. Oh, really? I, yeah. I feel like I've seen it probably like four or five times. I used to watch it all the fucking time, but when I was in when I was in high school and stuff, like I was huge into muscle cars, and this is like one of the oh, best yeah, movies to watch over. to see some badass fucking cars and it they're actually like you know driving around so i was like i was drawn in by that but you know then the character stories are i always thought were really interesting and fun to watch and it, it was fun too because you know i'm like you know 16 years old or something and i'm like i'm already in the high school system so i'm like looking at the, you know mitch's character and being like and his friends and just be like that's nah, not how it's gonna be that's not how it's gonna be at all, dude. Or did you like relate any of the characters to people you knew in high school? Like, oh, that's kind of like this person, and that's kind of like that person. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. And then I, I feel like maybe part of me kind of related, related like to probably Pink's character just because of his kind of lost lot. He's like almost at a place like lost. Like, what happens next? And that's kind of how I felt. I was like towards the last two years of high school. Like, I fucking. I mean, I don't want to be here anymore, but I don't know where I'm going to go. So it's yeah. just kind of weird, lost place. I know? would say I connected to Pink's character the most, also, and but for me, it was because it was his like 
universal appeal. Like he could yeah. basically like get along with any person. Like mm-hmm. he was friends with pretty much everybody. He what you know he was the quarterback, right? But mm. you look at him and you don't think quarterback. You think like he's just like an average kind of guy that everybody likes, and he's really must be good at something. You know this thing. That's so. funny that we're right. we're talking about people that relate to because like. Strangely enough, because his name signified like Mike, who is Adam Goldberg's character, Dude, yeah, is I who I rema- who I related to That's the most. I, I I can say the same thing. That's who yeah. I related to the most. It's like because it, this this film does a good job of of classifying like the pecking order, mm-hmm. yes. like which is great because vi- normally like even with like shows like Mean Girls, right? Like yeah. it's it's like it's the popular people and then everybody fucking else, right? You know, and like everybody else is like. But they they rarely talk about what I I like to decide like what I like to call like the middle of the room kids right so like when you when you middle when, class kind of <laughs> but, but yeah. what I always took it as is like okay like your first day of school like where people sit kind of also kind of defines like their personality mm-hmm. like the front of the room kids are like the nerds that like yeah I'm gonna I'm here for school I'm here to learn you know and then you have the cool kids who are like fuck this I'm sitting in the back so I can get away with some kind of right. tricks yeah. and passing notes or whatever and then you have the kids that are just the middle of the room kids which are just like that's a great analogy i'm gonna sit in the middle because you know like i mean yeah i'm here for school but like you know like i'm just trying to get through it i want a little bit I'm of both to, i'm just trying to get through it i want the education but i want i want to like taste like the bad kid side right you know? like mm-hmm. totally and the, i feel like this does a good job like his gang like those three kids like uh uh, uh rabisi's uh what's her name um her name know, is Marissa Ribisi's character, Michelle? Cynthia. Cynthia. Oh, Cynthia, Cynthia and yeah, <laughs> and uh, Tony. Those guys, those three guys sitting in the car. They're totally like everybody kind of knows them, but they're not like super cool. Yeah, but right. like also no one's fucking with them. Yeah, right. because they're they're like they're at a pecking order where it's just like yeah, I'm not gonna really fuck with these kids so much. There's yeah. nothing to gain. Well, there's, yeah, there's nothing to gain. They're not nerds, but they're also like they're kind of cool. Yeah. you know what I mean. But at the same time, like. They're friends with pink, so there's yeah. some kind, they got some. It's kind like of, they're you know. they're just average kids yeah. that like people are just like they they're not here for any other reason. They're gonna get through high school and go to college and probably become people. They're always allowed to hang out in the background, yeah. I mean, as long as they don't get too involved, you know. It's yeah, they like, only get invited to half the parties, which, yeah. is, which is the mistake Adam Goldberg made. Which is he got he got he, he got too c- casual. Yeah, he got, he got he got yeah he got he got too cocky, too casual, and then it, like started an argument with a guy who was just too much of a douchebag for his own I, good. I probably that's how I would have reacted to it as a kid. I was an angry kid. Yeah, like I didn't I didn't let people push me around. You know what I mean? But you I also reacted did, like Clint. What's that? You would have been the Clint in that situation. No, I would have been the Mike. Oh, okay, like I can't like I would probably like like it would happen. I'd be like you know, and then like kind of stew about it. Like I should probably do something. Yeah, I should probably fucking do something. <laughs> like that would probably be me. Like I overthink things. I'm not a, an action person. I'm more of like an overthinker. Yeah. So I can see myself doing something like that. Mm. So I, I mean, his character for me, like it definitely. Cody, all those kids in that. You car. feel like you're a, you're a Mike also. Yeah. Though well, I just felt like that's the character I related the most to because it was just like, there's yeah, there's been times where I was like, man, I should have, yeah. you know, I should have done something. Maybe not like as like in high school as much, you know, because I was super cool. <laughs> I was probably more like, you know, like the pink, you know, <laughs> but, uh, no, definitely. Like there was definitely times where it was just like, man, I should have done Like, I just can relate to that, that mm-hmm. aspect. Like, like the problem that I have with pink and, and, and we're all like, I would just, is that he's almost, I feel like he is almost to every man yeah. in this movie. You know what I mean? Like, 
I knew guys like that though in high school who was like the cool jock who got along with everybody. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? His name was Charles William Walpole. <laughs> uh, so like I you know what I mean? Like I knew I knew that guy. Like so, you know, it's just I don't know. Yeah, but Okay, you think he's too much the everyman, but I definitely saw, like, there were moments that he had that showcased really, like, kind of where he stood. Like, he wasn't super over-influenced by the people he was hanging around, even though that was constantly drilled in throughout the movie. Like, you need to stop hanging out with these losers. You need to stop. You know, he always seemed independent of everybody, pretty much, but also was, like, sort of, like, the guiding light for Mitch, you know what I mean? The older brother type character. He was always sort of the voice of reason. He stood up in the, you know, in, in, in you know, against like the pressures of his coach, you know, th- even as far as throwing the paper at his coach and saying, you know, I'm never signing this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was his, like he had to come to that realization that he's like, I'm not giving up my own personal freedoms for something you want me to do when like, it might not be the path I want to take. So I, I, I really liked where it went, even though it was subtle. Yeah, yeah, I totally, yeah, I absolutely agree with all of that. No, I, I, and I, I, so do I. I'm not disagreeing with that. I just, for me personally, I just think I don't know. And I feel like that the, uh, Mike's char- like the character of Mike was such just a fucking likable character to me. Just yeah. be, not only because like the comedic stuff, mm-hmm. I think that helped a lot. That hair, <laughs> that fucking hair. <laughs> but the stuff he was saying was just brilliant. And then like. Yeah, that whole scene that he has where he's just, yeah, he's exactly, I'm not going to take it. I mean, that's easily my favorite, like, my favorite scene or favorite, or, uh, it's probably my favorite conflict in this film because I think it's written just so well because it is true. Like, I think anybody's been in that situation where, like, somebody gets your face and you're just kind of like, you, you don't react right away and then you steam about it. And I just feel like it was acted and written perfectly and really encapsulated that, those kind of emotions, those feelings, and how they progress through the night when he starts off sober and he's just kind of frustrated. Then as he gets drunk, he gets more aggressive and pissed off. And then he basically gets to the point where he dumps a beer on his head, you know, and just yeah. takes and takes a, a, a dramatic action. Who to hasn't it, so. been that frustrated though for not standing up to him? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it happened a lot. And I think it's because, like, like, like I said, like with the certain pecking orders that exist. So if if you're the kid that gets picked on all the time, like it becomes a thing where it's like I'm used to this, you know? Right. And then, but like when you're like not someone that gets picked on a lot, and then someone takes that i i do remember a time i i will t- i will talk about a problem that happened to me in high school something that did i was in a class and it was like it was a guy that was on the football team and um i was actually friendly with the guy like i knew him like i i, I had hung out with him at a party one time and blah blah and then out of nowhere like we were in a spanish class and he started picking on me and at first i was just like my first reaction was kind of like why, why is this happening? You know, because people don't. The yeah. people generally didn't. I was generally well liked. Like people didn't really want to incite any kind of. No, no, it was just. It violence. was just like maybe he felt froggy that day and he just wanted to pick on somebody and he saw me there and he decided like I'm gonna. You're gonna be my target today. I've never. He probably saw somebody else do it in his fucking clan and then was like, man, I need to like try it out like Maybe. to see how it goes i'm gonna do it with somebody Wait, i know so what? it's and all i remember all i his remember clan? his bro clan no oh, I, understand, okay. I understand what yeah. he's talking no, about Maybe was he was peer pressured by somebody else but i was never the kid that ever got really picked on a lot you know so i i, I my reaction i remember at first was confusion and then finally I, all i remember saying to him was like what are you 12 <laughs> and he looked at me like really weird like like how oh how he's, he's kind of defending himself a little bit and i just went back to my shit and like he kind of just was like, oh, "What are you twelve? Like that? That's yeah, all I remember uh, him saying. Yeah. And me being like, 
looking back and like uh, doing a weird look, like what? Are we doing the repeat thing? <laughs> really? Really? Did <laughs> like, you really respond? That that way? And like that's how I kind of remember it. And then like uh, like a week later, him coming up to me and being like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry I did that." You know. <laughs> Like that was hey, my. That, I respect that. The yeah. fact that he even came up and said, "You know what? I was a fucking dick." And then we were friends again. It was like a weird thing. But like for some kids, like at the bottom of the barrel, like yeah. those kids just get picked on. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know if anybody was like that. Well, I, I mean, they kind of depict that. I think with the freshman in this movie. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. and then they also kind of bring him up, though. I will they do say bring one him thing. up. This this school. There is one thing where I'm just kind of like, this is not like any high school I remember because. <laughs> All, all of the se- all of the seniors that are picking on these freshmen, like first of all, we never had a hazing, okay, in my high school. It was Freshman Fridays at the, my high school. See, I it was don't the first fr- first Friday. And really? someone gets dumped so, in a trash so, so, can. Someone gets dumped. I think one year we some some have... kid got fucking got duct taped to a basketball pole. Let me pole. ask a question. I don't think we had any of that shit. I don't remember Not having that, that either in my high school. But let me ask you a question. Does anyone remember like one of the seniors being like? Hey man, you're pretty cool. Like, you want to go hang out at a party afterwards? Yes. Like, talking. Yes. Yeah. Really? Were you that cool that fucking yeah. people let you do yeah. that? It was because of the <laughs> interests that I had. So, like, my interests were like music and film. So you meet people no matter what. So age. you had a senior like that would pick on you. And oh then no, meet... not, no, no, they're not that picked on me. Like, no. or let's say haze you. Okay, no, let's they say didn't you go haze the me thing. either. So they were just well, like, I could tell a story about like the freshman bunking up with the fucking seniors on the drama trip. That was a. That was the first time I ever did drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave it at that. There we go. There we go. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have that in my high school. I never had a senior like walk up to me and be like, "Hey, man, you seem pretty cool. Like, you want to go hang out with us tonight?" Like just me and the guys driving around in our our Chevelle. Yeah, I never, I never, I never, I never had it. What the fuck? I never, I never had a senior. I never had a senior invite were. me out, but like I was cool with with a lot of like, uh, all, upper class. Like, was it like a brother's friend or like a? No, it's just. Okay. Most of my friends yeah. were like the grade above me. Me too. I had sophomore friends when I when I came to freshman. Yeah, but they and, just... and that kind of put me in a certain place in, in in that in that thing. I was like, oh, okay, he knows these kids. But I never remember like a senior like walking up to me and being like the first day like never met him. Oh, you no, know, I don't think and then like walking that, up no. later on and being like, hey man, like sorry I had to haze you but and everything you like that. But you know what? Have, this on, is the though. 70s. Can't, can't wait to get hold you on, on the football team, kid. Why don't you come along? Come no, to the that's party. That's true. Because you know there would always be that like one senior. In your freshman class, you're like, what the fuck is he doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be kind of cool because he liked to fuck shit up. Oh, man. That was you kinda, know? That was He's kinda, been that, through it a few times. That was, that, that was kind of me. I was I was a senior. I, I, was re, I was retaking a couple of freshman level classes. Uh, really? Oh. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't have that. that so Kyle was the senior. See, yeah. that's like I, I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was the cool guy. <laughs> but you're right. What they, they I'm so cool because I like, failed health. <laughs> <laughs> By them creating this scenario, it makes you relate it to certain circumstances that you did or didn't have in high school. Because just because we didn't have it doesn't mean other people didn't have it. You know what I mean? And yeah, I mean, I would say like, you know, even if it's an exaggerated level in this film, there is a sense of hazing. I'm sure that goes on if you're joining like the cheer squad. There's a sense of hazing, maybe not physical, but like. You got to come over to this party and you got to, you know, like fit in and, you know, you got to kind of like you have to join up with us kind of a thing. And so, like, I think that I think that's why this film, like, works so well is because it gets the conversations going about like, oh, when I was in high school, it's a great high school film. Right. Yeah. So, so that's another thing that I wanted to bring up is the female hazing, too, um, because God damn, Parker Posey is just. Has she always been awesome. She's always been awesome. Yeah, she's always yeah. Been dude. Awesome. Like, everybody knows that. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Everybody knows it. No. <laughs> it was like, dude. I just like she said one line where she said, uh, "What was it? Why? 
wipe that face off your head, and I lost it. <laughs> I missed that, but that's amazing. <laughs> oh my god, she's like, "What are you looking at? Wipe that face off your head." I was like, "Lost it, dude." Dude, she. But you know the thing about Parker Posey is like, I feel like she's always kind of the same. Like, but she's a character. She like. Like she can be bigger, she can be more subtle. She's got a lot, a wide range. But it's like when you think of Parker Posey, like you don't think of like Gary Oldman who looks fucking different in every yeah. fucking movie. Yeah, like right. she's always playing Parker Posey, playing. She's something. always kind of playing a bitch too. <laughs> yeah, like that's always like her. That's kind of her shtick. Yeah, pretty much. She's good. She's really good at it, though. That's the thing. She is. She's likable and unlikable at the, the same, same time. time, dude. I know it's perfect. Even Affleck gets that down in this movie. Oh yeah, oh, he is such a douchebag. He's a in this dick. Movie. He's dick as fuck. But I'm glad I can watch him at a distance. Yeah, like, I'm glad I yeah. wasn't involved with a guy like yeah. that. <laughs> but he is. He's like one of those. But he, you also understand like why he had. Like he is. He is somewhat. He has a weird charm about him where he's not like like you hate him. Like I didn't hate him. There's like a no. He's just it. Ooh, Ben Affleck. Yeah, in this well, movie, he can't. He's Batman now. That's true. Well, no, and and I think I think too. I mean, I I agree with you because I I feel like yeah, I can kind of hate him, but I kind of don't because I feel like part of his character was also fueled by the fact that it was freshman hazing day. So he was like, I almost feel like he was at like an eleven, and maybe he's <laughs> normally at like a seven or an eight kind of a person, unless he's just that. Well, O'Bannon's all the time. definitely like the character that realizes I think that he has reached his peak. Oh like yeah, high school is his peak, like, and he's not letting go. He, he definitely has, comes across as like what, there, there's constant jokes about him flunking. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then go thing. But in his mind, he's kind of like, oh, thank God. Yeah, I think there is a moment like, great. Where's he gonna go? Well, look how much fun he's having. That's Jesus why. That's why, like, that's why I, I'm getting that from. There's no. There's no actual character dialogue to express that or anything. You just get it from mm-hmm. the fun he's having of doing the like he's the one who's like he's almost having he's way too a much fun from this. He shit, feels dude. like he has to <laughs> stick around to hold up the tradition almost. Like he's like the he's like the one you can always count on to be there to fucking but, come after you. I think a lot of it also has to do with the fact that even he is 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 aware enough to know that once the high school is over, he's going off into a world where he is not in any way special or important. And I think that's a big thing with him. Mm. Like I, I like it man, I don't I don't know how to describe it. There, there's a lot of movies that use that theme. You know, it's like, you know, like let's say Shawshank, you know? Like with uh what's his name? Uh the dude with the crow. Like at the end he FTF. you know he kills himself because he's like, well in it Oh, what was his name? Brooks? Brooks, yeah, Brooks. Yeah. Like he kills himself j- namely because he's like inside I was somebody. Outside. Why did you do Morgan Freeman's I'm voice? I'm a nobody. I can't. Inside. Why were you doing Morgan Freeman's voice? I did do it. Uh, you were kind of going at that. It was like, you did it. <laughs> no, Just that's not it. Brooks. <laughs> I can't do it. But um, I think that he he kind of understands that too a little bit. Like they don't say it. He doesn't expressly say it. But I think he kind of knows that like here, like I'm kind of feared and I can I can be a badass and. But once I go out in the real world, like I have no skills, <laughs> I'm just a like nobody. Was, I feel like that was a, something I could take away. Like I could take away from it. But I'm trying to think of a time in the film where it was presented that he had like a like he had a desire to stay in high school. Like I guess I didn't really get that. I just kind of took it as like he's See, kind no, of a fuck off. Like so he just kind of gets it, stuck there. It's not. It's not that it was presented. It was in his actions. Like to Cody's point. If you look at the character of Banyan compared to everybody else, everybody else is having the right amount of fun for the situation, whereas a Banyan is like at a fucking 900, uh-huh. and he's just like, hey, this is the greatest right. day ever, and, and that, he's losing his shit. He, but 
nobody wants him around really that yeah. much. He, he does have to be the one dude that's like, hey, we don't have to fuck with this this one freshman. We can just let him go. No, man. No, man. Tradition, man. We yeah. got to get this guy. Like, he's right, constantly right. like, <laughs> you can tell at some, at, there isn't a level of, we. yeah, we hang out with him, but we all kind of hate him. Right. It's like, oh man, we gotta mm-hmm. fucking do. He's taking this way You're the mostly fuck too like, seriously. Either trying to get around him or avoid him yeah. all entirely. So let me ask this then, in a way, because what I'm also thinking it might be because we've we've said like this is not really verbally expressed, or you know, you like you like there is a lot of uh, guessing here, but it looks like we all agree. So is it either that we all knew somebody like that, so we're kind of putting that. That, <laughs> that, that 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 on him as a character, or is it? I think that, that that's or is it the performance? I think that's what absolutely makes us a cold film. Is that is yeah, that? It's a little both for me. <laughs> Linkletter kind of does a really good job at taking archetypes from our own lives that we know right. that haven't really ever been fully fleshed out yeah. in a film and he does such a fantastic job of showing it. Yeah, and 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 it's it, I feel like it's it, it's even more fantastic because he does it in a fucking period piece but doesn't feel like a period piece because these characters are just so natural yeah. and real. You know what? Now that I think about it it makes me feel like Matthew McConaughey's line is like kind of more which one? Prophetic now, you know, oh. like the older I get they say the same age. Yeah. Like he's making it sound like I, yeah, I'm not going to do it, but He's making it, in a way, I guess you could look at it as like saying like high school is a time capsule mm-hmm. that never really changes regardless of who's over the it. years. Because even Linkletter, like he's making this film and he's, yeah, he's probably doing a high school of his age mm-hmm. to some extent. I mean, how old was he? I mean, I don't know. But no, I, I, guess yeah, I see your point. I see your point his... for sure. And, and yeah, yeah that, that does make that line way more poignant. Is I mean, that... I'm probably reading into it a lot more, yeah, but we, like we always now, do. Saying that though, you're right. High school, there are always these archetypes that are always going to kind of exist in high school, regardless of the regardless year of or what. Location. Yeah, high school is like its own society, yeah. and like it just it doesn't change that much. It kind of changes, like I mean, I guess like technology changes and shit, shit like yeah. that. But like, but like as far as like yeah, what you're saying, like hierarchies and like the way people fall in the pecking order and like who they are, what their identity is like that. There's, there's people just like us in high school right now. You know what I mean? That are going through similar things that are experienced. So it's like, it is kind of like a time capsule because the experiences it's like, you're all like, everybody goes through high school between like 14 and like 17, you know what I mean? 17, 18, like, so that time in your life, you right. everybody experiences similar types of things, especially in high school. Parties, drugs, sex, yeah. um, fucking, Which you is know. hits on all of. <laughs> and, yeah. And just the general, like, interpersonal relationships and building those and learning how to, like, you right. know, mingle with dealing hundreds with of parents, different people. Yeah. Dealing with parents, even, you know? Like, they have a little bit of that in here as well. Oh, yeah. The, uh, what, the Pitchford? Parents? Is that what you're talking about? Pickford parents. Pickford, Pickford, yeah. Pitchford, whatever. Dude, Pickford. yeah, what that? <laughs> that's a, that's such I a loved funny that. fucking scene. I loved that. Hey, hey, man, uh, don't you think you're a little early? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I got this. I got this hot date. So I guess you got the wrong address, huh? <laughs> 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 yep, wrong, Mister Pickford altogether. What I think is, and by the way, another thing your brother told me because I didn't know this was I was just like, how the fuck did he buy beer? Eighteen. Right, but I didn't 70s. know that that in the seventies that the the drinking age was eighteen. You didn't I know that it was eighteen up until uh, I'll tell you what year it was eighty. When? It was eighty uh, two. Right. Well, I was two years old when that happened. Like I don't remember. Yeah, right. That. It was, was it was, it was eighty two because I, I remember this because my parents got married in eighty three uh-huh. and my dad was seventeen. My mom was eighteen. 
Wow. He's like, I can't, I can't even drink at my own wedding. You want to know something? <laughs> your brother told me the same story. Boom! <laughs> he said it was his, your father. Well, used to I, everybody's up. watching movies with but, my brother except me. What the hell? <laughs> me either. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, True. like when I first saw that, like the first, I that was something I couldn't relate to because I was kind of like, who would just show up and bring a keg for like an eighteen-year-old? So far, I feel like this episode's been more about our high school experience than it has the movie. But well, it's, it's kind of relates. Not to, yeah, that, I think that's a great thing though that's because this movie, this it. movie speaks to that. It speaks to it speaks to all of us and all of the feelings that we might may or may not have had in high school because all the characters are written so uniquely and individually, but so well. I want to talk about one character though, since we're on the on the subject of characters, and it's one that I always see. If there's ever like a reunion, like her name comes up, like I feel like it was the first time, is Mia Jovovich. Yeah. But if you think of, like, if you watch this film, like, she barely has any, she has like maybe one line. She has one line, and it's that like, song. Yeah, she's, she's on like fly. the box, but she's but barely in the fucking that's movie. That's the shitty box. That's not I the actual I feel like when people right. talk about two, if you're going to talk about any films that Mia Jovovich is in, it's like the fifth element, and people bring this fucking film up. Like she was like this yeah, big part yeah. of it. And but like not. watching it, you're like, she yeah, ro- no, I mean she rolls a joint in the car in the beginning opening credits. She's she laughs in yeah, in, in, in the Pickford home and uh what's his name's house? And then she's playing guitar singing like one verse from a song and that's it. But is it because she plays such a great burnout? I don't even and she feel never like, has to say anything. Is she like the you know dude what? on the couch kind of that like never has to say I, anything I, but I somehow say, manages you to You brought something up that I do want to touch on. Something okay. that I think is a little over over caricatured, which is the burnouts and their conversations and the way they act. I feel like that's a little more hyper reality than reality because I've never known like I, I I mean me personally, I guess I've never known like a uh, Slater or yeah. or known my like a circle of friends who get like fucking high and have those oh, weird I, conversations. I, like did. I I think I knew a few. I feel well. like I did too. I mean, but you're right. I get it. Like Slater does kind of come off as hyper realistic. Like hey man, like fucking the stars and shit. Like if it's yeah. like. You know, what if we're just ants in the world of fucking, like, it's like, it becomes a thing where it's like, yeah, it's kind of like, That's whatever. Like, it's like, dude, you've you just been smoking oregano. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Which, by the way, I, I did that to a kid. Oh, <laughs> Sold him oregano. That's terrible. The thing is, is yeah, I think it was exaggerated slightly, but mm. I, I also think, like, there's some conversations that I've had, like, oh, yeah. similar to that, you know, like, where you're con- you're so introspective and, like, well, maybe, especially as a young teenager, you know what I mean? Like, maybe just I, saying all kinds of maybe I'm may- Maybe I'm more referring to just the, the, char- the character choice like look. of the actor, like, the way that they speak and deliver. Like, I, yeah, I, I've had long, weird conversations, too, but they weren't, like... Yeah, man. Like, it just it just sounded like somebody who's acting high. Se- I mean, seventies. I don't know. I mean, they're trying to, you know that that was probably a whole new thing. It sounded almost like surfery, kind of like. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's a common portrayal yeah. for like a high person, right? You know? and, and even her, like she's playing the guitar, and isn't there like a moment where she's like, "Where am I?" Like, there's like a weird. No. She doesn't say, "Where am I?" No, no, she doesn't say it. She has a weird look on her face. She has a weird look, like she doesn't know where she is for about fifteen. I think she's seconds. just looking at the aliens she's seeing. Right, about. <laughs> like she's like, "Whoa!" Like that's her entire. Like if I had to say one thing, that's her character. It's just, yeah. whoa. I have like, a question, Kyle. Yo. So the past couple days, you've been sending over pictures of Mitch holding his face, <laughs> holding his nose. <laughs> 
Is, do you want to you want to talk about your like or dislike for this character? Oh my god, where do you, I, yeah? So I think this needs to be a drinking game, and I and I wanted to go through and try to count how many times it does it, but uh, the actor that playing Mitch Kramer does this odd odd character choice where if he's frustrated or doesn't know the answer, he like furrows his brows and then grabs the bridge of his nose and goes, oh man. Yeah, he does <laughs> oh, a lot. Jesus. Oh, and it's just like, I think in one scene he does it eight times. In one five minute conversation he it's does with it like the girl outside times. I think when he yeah, talks but he to... does it like he does it with his friends when, yeah. his, when his friends leave him on the baseball field he does it, he goes, ah. It's so it it it's so fucking annoying and it's such a terrible acting choice. I and mean, he actually is probably my least favorite. I actor don't think in it's an film. acting choice. My, my guess is that he probably was a like a relatively new, new actor, actor, and you know that it, what is it called? Pacifying, I think it's called when you when you when you when you're nervous and you do like a tick. Yeah, it's like a thing that comforts you. Right, like you might rub the back of your head, or you might like run your fingers through your oh, hair. Yeah, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. I think that was his that pacifying yep. thing where. If he felt uncomfortable, he kind of just did it, and like, I mean, I guess, what do you do? I mean, who knows? I mean, this is. I mean, Linkletter's second film. Was Linkletter well, sitting film. there and just like, what the fuck is he doing that for? Did he just do it? Again? I think it adds to his awkwardness <laughs> a little bit because it I mean, does. It's, it, 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 it's like an unsure. You're unsure of yourself yeah. kind of move. Like, like, oh, I'm just kind of like embarrassed. I don't really know what to it say. It just. Like, it was the only thing. Maybe. Maybe it does add to the. I, I agree. It does add to the awkwardness, but it's also the only thing that I identified in this film as a glaringly obvious. Oh, this is an actor. This isn't a real person. Like d- it <laughs> felt like overacting, and it was the only part of this film that I felt like a character was really, except for I mean, I just mentioned the stoners being being overly stone sounding. But <laughs> here's an overthought: Does he do it at the end of the film after he's clearly made out with his sister's friend? And no, he does. He's the he, baddest he, ass person does, on the he planet. Does, <laughs> he, do, he does the scrunchy face thing when when his mom asks if he's been drinking. That's but true. he doesn't grab yeah. the he doesn't no. grab the bridge. I wonder if that's like if he you, doesn't massage his T zone. It's like <laughs> I never have to do this again. I never. I've made out with a girl li- that's four years older than me. <laughs> do you no, think she, was like, she was a sophomore. One year. Was she older a sophomore? Yeah, yeah, they said that at the pool hall or wherever. Was his sister. The sister, sister was becoming they, senior. I mean, they knew each other. That's the thing is, like, they but cover they cover yeah. every age of yeah, high school do. in this film in some degree. Like, and yeah, so she wasn't too out of reach. She was a sophomore. She was going to become a sophomore. Still, I it's believe. a pretty badass move. You coming in as freshman and like some girls Fuck just like, yeah. hey, look at this new kid. Look at this. Look at this yeah. kid that just just two years ago never had pubic hair. No, but <laughs> well, when you pitch like that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you meant, but yeah. you know, it was a for, joke there. And for Mitch to move on to Third Rock, you know, from the Sun, and then later on to Batman, was great. <laughs> <laughs> there there you go. I thought the same As thing. All, every time I see this movie, I'm like, God, like that, it just looks just Joseph like Jordan Levitt or yeah. Like his, his, I'm like, why the hair? These two are battling it out in Hollywood with the same goddamn look. <laughs> we know if that's we know the clear winner is. You should see his yeah. look now. <laughs> Sorry. All right, guys, let's, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about Days and Confused. Been thinking about getting back in school, though, man. Back in JC, something like that? Yeah, man. I mean, that's where all the girls are, right? <laughs> but on the other hand, man, I just as soon keep working, keep a little change in my pocket. Yeah, wait. Rather than spend my time listening to some dipshit who doesn't know what the hell he's talking about anyway. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so you're a freshman, right? Yeah. So tell me, man, how's this year's crop of freshman chicks looking? 
what you're gonna end up in jail sometime really soon, I know that. Fact. No, man. Yeah. No, man, tell you. Yeah. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. All right, guys, we're back. We are talking about Dazing Fuse. I think, like, we have to touch on one thing before we go and review this. That's definitely the soundtrack. Badass. So good. Great soundtrack. Dude, every song is a hit in this movie. Yeah. Really is. No, it was a great use of the music from the time, too. I, yeah, and I want to say, like, like Richard Linkletter has always been known for doing really pretty, pretty, pretty stellar soundtracks. He comes from, like, his first like short film is like about it's called Woodshock, and it's about like the whole Austin music scene at the time. Like, he's pretty ingrained in it. Like, yeah. there, there are certain directors that you just know are pretty goddamn. Yeah. Like, they always have solid soundtracks because they have a good ear. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think R- Linkletter is one of those guys. I think he's one of the types of people that like Cameron he- Crowe is another one. Always has a, like even Quentin Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino does a good job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think he like music guides a lot of the, what he creates? Like listening to it gives him ideas, kind of a thing. It could. Yeah, it it could, could because I feel like the music fit really well with the the tone and the, the what you're seeing scene, which like. I mean, yeah, there's one thing to be like, oh, well, this is a perfect song for you, but it makes way more sense that I was listening to a song, I had this I had this emotion, this feeling, and this scene kind of came forward. So I think there might be some credence to that. Like, even Scorsese does a pretty good job. Like, he's got a good, mm-hmm. if you listen to his soundtracks, they're pretty, they're, pretty, they're pretty awesome. Yeah. He selects some pretty goddamn good. Yeah, he does. All right, so what are we rating this? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to rate this Bridge Pinching Mitches. Bridge pinching Mitch. That was like the joke for the week. W- was just images of uh, Mitch <laughs> it was, pinching it the was, bridge it was, of his it nose. It was me sending out headshots of of Mitch pinching his bridge to the guys. So. Yeah, just in like in in confusion. Any any emotion really. Yeah. He seemed to any use emotion that. he felt. He felt that was the way to go. All right, let's start with Mike. Let's go. Let's go, Mike first. All right, uh, Mitch pitching. Bridges? Yeah, he pitched. <laughs> pitching them bridges? Yeah, he's, he's pitching. Pitch. Okay. He's pitching his britches. I'm going to give this a, so- <laughs> a, I mean, a solid a solid four and a half. Just what can I say about this film that almost everybody doesn't already know? It's it's such a really great film about, I mean, just uh, it, it, like I think we've discussed already on the show, it does such a fantastic job of putting characters in where you don't, they don't really need to go through like a lot of like, verbal explanations is where they're coming from. Mm. They're like already understood. Like their actions speak louder than their words, so to speak. And I feel like this film does a good, just does a fantastic job of taking these archetypes and like illuminating them to such an extent that we can all relate to them because we all had to go through high school. Mm. We all had to get through there. Like pretty much. I mean, there may be some people, but I mean, yeah, like, and we can all relate to it, and and I think that's what makes this film continue on over the years. It's about a decade that that occurred not when this film came out, and it was relatable. And the fact that people are still talking about it now, mm-hmm. I mean, speaks volumes about that that Linkletter really caught on to something about high school that exists in this world that we can all relate to forever. Right. It's, it's, I feel like it is going to always be this film. I think 20 years down the line, people are still going to be talking about this film as a cult film. And I think that's what makes great cult films what they are. So four and a half pinching Mitches. Pitching, pitching Mitches. All right, Bridge I'll, pinching Mitch. Whatever, I'm not going to get it right. I'll, I'll <laughs> go next. Uh, I will give this a solid four. Okay. Um, I, yeah, like I, the, this movie's like, it's a great talkie. 
You know what I mean? Like it's definitely script driven in a in a weird way. It's literally the opposite of what. No, (laughs) the actions speak louder than words. But it's a great talking. No, (laughs) it's definitely not a Chaplin film. (laughs) In my opinion, it's it's a great like because there are discussions that are had that are are relatable like. From from the characters. Not now. Granted, there's 900 characters, so you can't have everyone speak. But the important ones do have dialogue. That's that's you know, it's it, there's not a lot of action going on. There's not like cars are blowing up or anything like that. There's one fist fight in the whole movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's definitely there are gunshots. I guess I yeah, should say true. I meant there was more. There was less exposition. I there guess let's, yes. let's put it that way, okay. rather yeah. than just talking in general. Like nobody ever says, like you know, I feel really sad about. Like yeah, it exactly. doesn't really happen that way. But go on, I'm sorry. But there's great natural discussions that go on that you've had when you were in high school and stuff like that that you can relate to. Right. And I think that's like what what's what's great about it. Um, you know. But yeah, dude, solid four for me. Like this, that that's as far as I'll go because I think everybody's gonna hit this. this this is a different way. I don't know what I'm saying. What, Kyle? You hit it in a different way? Hit it a different way. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? I have no idea. Is All right. I even finished it Magic just happened. We just yep. witnessed magic. I'm giving, this a, I'm giving this movie a five. I've seen it probably like 30, 40 times. I love this movie. Uh, all of the characters are relatable. Um, or uh, They're all written really well. Um, the soundtrack is solid. It's just an entertaining, enjoying, enjoyable film, but it brings up a lot of different kind of emotions and feelings and stuff that you know you, you experienced while you were going through high school. I think it's a perfect film and it's a perfect cult film. Chris. There you go. I'm giving this movie a four and a half. Um you know I'd only seen it one other time. I don't think I quite paid it close enough attention to it and like let myself be immersed in the film. But there's a lot of things I really like about this film. Um, I fucking love the writing in this film. I think for a character piece, your writing has to be super strong. And uh, it basically made a plotless film um, interesting and entertaining. And the pacing, like it moved, it moved even mm-hmm. for just mostly dialogue. Um, I think it generates like a nostalgic excitement in me. It kind of made me miss high school in a sense, but it also made me wish I had this much fun in high school. Like I was kind of like, damn, why didn't I grow up in like 1976? And then, you know, for being made in 1993, they sure captured an era that I didn't grow up in and made me feel like I wanted to be there. Like, it was just, like, you know, I couldn't tell if it was a small town or not, but it had a small town vibe to it, you know? Mm. And, like, I love just, like, taking all the characters and relating them to people that I knew at some point. Um, The cast is fantastic. Obviously, the production value is on point with, like, camera work and and music and sound. That's all, like, 100%. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I can't really knock it for anything other than the fact that I couldn't watch this movie like all the time. Like I couldn't watch it once a month, you know, and be like, yeah, it feels the same every time. Yeah. So it's a four and a half uh, Mitch pinching bridges. Mitch pinching bridges. All right, guys. We uh, said we'd give some shout outs yeah. to uh, different countries for leaving us reviews because we finally figured out a way. Yeah, we got our international listeners, man. Yeah. We and can't we, forget about them. we want to apologize ahead of time. Like, we didn't know that we could do this. I think we already <laughs> did apologize, but... Yeah. What country wants to go first? <laughs> <laughs> I've got the UK pulled up. We've got three ratings here. All of them are five stars. First one is from UK Lee, and he writes, Love this podcast. All very funny and gives me something to look forward to every week while I do my night shifts. Would love them to do one on the 1988 film Pulse starring Cliff DeYoung. Keep up the amazing job you do of entertaining me. I've never heard of Paul. What's Paul? Pulse? 
Oh, Pulse. Pulse. Oh, okay. But Paul is a movie about an alien. Okay. It's a really <laughs> shitty, also shitty a movie. Yeah. Film. Next one we have here is from Richard D. Hogarth, 88. And he says, A great start for any young cult fanatic desperate to see the good stuff. The podcast is light and frothy and really digs into why this may or may not be a cult film. And this analysis raises it up above a lot of podcasts. I can't recommend it highly enough. An hour a week is not enough. You heard it here. Deez Chris is, is the one who gets you heard it here. frothy. He's the one yeah. who gets Dickie frothy. Dickie D right? said we are <laughs> light, and, light and frothy. <laughs> <laughs> one more. We got one more for the UK. Thank you, UK, so far. You we do. Awesome. Yeah. This is this is a this is a paragraph. Do we need so. the bullet points on this one. <laughs> I, I want you to I, hit I, every. Point. I don't even know if I can bullet point it. <laughs> I'm just gonna do it in one breath. Let's see. This is from X Geek Edgar X. Well, I'm glad he quit being a geek. <laughs> I'm glad he's, you know, he's cutting down Having on never it. really immersed myself in podcasts, I find myself delving into the many on offer here on iTunes to fill the chasm of boredom on my 40-minute drive to and from work. Chasm. It's a chasm of boredom. Is it a chasm or a chasm? Eh, it could be both. What are you feeling like today? Mike? Chasm, that's all I always there say. There we chasm. go. There you go. I'm a big fan of chasm. Boats are in. <laughs> the folks are in. Being a film nut, it was pretty obvious to me to get into some film-related podcasts. Cult Film Interview is a fun listen full of great insight into some classic cult films, some of which I'm already familiar with and others that I've not yet seen. Some of the selections they offer up have pushed me towards discovering those movies and checking them out for the first time. The hosts are funny, and they know their stuff. Especially loved the Akira episode. Oh, thank you very much. That was my pick. <laughs> and now I'm going through the back catalog here to pick out some more cool insights to listen to on my commutes. Highly recommended. Dude, we get so much fucking love from the UK. I wonder. I, w- I kind of wish we knew like which films like they hadn't he said heard Akira. of. He never, he never watched that? No, no, but he's saying that's a what good one that I picked. Again? What no, was his I name know. Again? We're not talking about you anymore. We're, we're talking, talking about, about me. <laughs> what was the name again? His Sorry. name is X- X-Geek Edgar X. Listen, Edgar, I'm glad I can push you towards Congo, bro. Glad <laughs> I can help you out. Glad I can help you discover that film. He, he made no mention of that. You're welcome. He said he Akira. Didn't have to. He said Akira. Akira. A, a Congo. He said, what's Congo? A, a, a Congo. So not many to. people know this. I was born in the UK. Thank you, countrymen. Thank you, fellow countrymen. Fellow countrymen. Fellow countrymen. You, you like fucked there. that up so much. Go. You, your turn. Yeah, yeah, I got Australia. Uh, awesome. Great films coming from Australia, like Crocodile, Dundee. The Babadook. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one is coming from... <laughs> Cobra Kaiser. Cobra Kaiser. He says, Cobra Kaiser says, an excellent movie nerd podcast. The hosts are are enthusiastic and engaging with consistently cool, diverse movie choices. Note, there are usually spoilers, so I recommend watching... The feature film before listening. That is a good. That no, is a good yeah, thing. that's a good note. We good. do spoil the fuck out of everything. And I'm glad he's doing our job for us. Yeah, and we're yeah. Warning we everybody. should put a disclaimer yeah. somewhere, but you know, we'll keep doing. Yeah, I what mean, we're come doing. on though, right? I mean, they're like 30 year old. Yeah, yeah, come on. It says <laughs> there, has really be, there has to be a statute of limitations yeah. on spoilers. In There's review a dick is our statute of limitations. <laughs> <laughs> There's a dick in. St- before this episode starts, we want you guys to know there's a dick in street trash. So, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, no there's, spoilers, a, there's a game though, of toss. <laughs> well, who else? Well, thank you very much, Cobra Kaiser. Yeah, Cobra next Kaiser's one. Awesome. Also a five star review. Claw Tapper. Claw Tapper. What does that mean? That That's sounds a great. Dirty. Fucking Is that like name. a dirty Australian thing? 
I don't know, dude. Uh, who dude, knows? Know. Gave, gave her know. the old claw tap. Is that yeah. like? Is that like a, like a like a claw like tapping? I don't know why I did an old timey you know? voice. Like That's a witch, got. like a witch's claw. It could be, or maybe he just likes you know crap. Sometimes I like to guess names. Anyways, Claw Tapper says, <laughs> cult movie fans take turns picking the movies they discuss. For anyone who seriously loves cult films, but don't take themselves too seriously. That's a great thing. That's, that's pretty much like yeah, we don't. That's us. our thing. We don't fuck the yeah. facts. That's all we do. Yeah, yeah fuck the facts. FTF. FTF. <laughs> Hashtag. All right, I got a review from the Netherlands. It says, uh, this is from The Force. It says, it's a great podcast hosted by guys who work in the film industry. One of us. Well, yeah, um, one. <laughs> they know what they are talking about. Well, bless you. <laughs> God bless. bless your heart. Yeah. And they also interact with their uh, listeners via various social medias, which we do. So follow us. Very on those. important. And, and thanks for yeah. shouting out. Yeah, you did. thank you. Yeah, thank you. And if you're a cult film lover in the genre of horror, this is the podcast to listen to. I mean... Yeah, we touch we horror did, we, yeah. quite a bit. Quite a bit. I mean, it's hard in a cult film podcast to not touch horror. Right? I mean, I mean, of I, mean our library is... I mean, come on, we're on the tail end of reviewing Dazed and Confused, so. Yeah. <laughs> Quintessential horror. <laughs> Chris, who, who do you got? All right, this is coming out of Canada, so our, our neighbors here. Um, We've got one that uh, reads, Fant- or fun, fantastic podcast, five stars by Nathan on iTunes. Uh, he says, this crew reviews films you may have heard of, or maybe you miss them. They put themselves through watching it for you and letting you know what they think. Lots of fun. Just sounds like a group of friends sitting around chatting about films. It's about young love, really. Yeah! <laughs> Thank you, Canada. Thank you, Canada. <laughs> All right. We got a second one here. It's great. Uh, five stars as well from Judas Booth. Um, and this one says, these guys are great. This is not only the best cult film podcast, it's the best podcast. That is great. That is a, that that is is a solid review. I actually think we've ever Judas had Booth before. is coming in strong with compliments. Uh, we really appreciate it. We're all blushing over here. Every single <laughs> yeah. one of us. Man, yeah. my, my ears are hot. <laughs> <laughs> that usually means someone's talking shit about you. Oh, really? It's is usually it? when I get embarrassed. Is that, like yeah. a par- is that like a phrase? Is that like a thing? Yeah, your ears burning? Oh, okay. Yeah. Now oh, I know no, no they're not ringing, Kyle. They're is on fire. Is it burning, not ringing? I don't know. They say burning. They say ringing. No one says ringing. Everybody I've says, never once oh, heard. When you, what are your ears okay. ringing there? You're discussing. You're you're talking about when somebody's away from you talking shit, and you get a, a sense that your ears start ringing. That's what they say happens. Are you like what are you? I never heard burning really. All right, guys, that's our show for this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Make sure you follow us on social media at Colt Film <laughs> underscore review on. Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow us on Facebook. You can go to our website, coltfilmandreview.com. You can follow Kyle. Oh, you know, my ears are burning because Cody was just talking about me. Right in front of you. You can follow me on Instagram at coltfilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris. Coltfilm underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike. Uh, at Mike's, I almost said cult film underscore Michael Salustio, <laughs> Maybe but it's not. Make the jump. It's uh, it's at Mike Salustio on Twitter, and you can follow me at VHS Collect. Remember, guys, if at you, where on Instagram? Yeah, you didn't say that. But well, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> so just remember, guys, if you're gonna join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next week. <laughs>